With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. So listen, sometimes people want to want to uh, tell you that, that this nation of America is really um, not better than other nations. It's really not an exceptional nation. In fact, every nation calls themselves exceptional. The Roman Empire called itself exceptional. The Greek Empire called itself exceptional. And other people, other nations have exceptional things. However, there is something very unique about America. And America uh, was not... The America that you and I know and love, the America that resulted in the kind of blessing and freedom that we enjoy was not the result of a bunch of lucky, greedy uh, colonist conquerors who came to rape the land and enslave the natives who are here. Uh, Those people exist in every civilization, but they're not the ones responsible for the greatness of the United States. You see, I believe that God has been unfolding his plan for thousands of years and building on the principles of the ancient scriptures and the, the, the Hebrew Republic under the leadership of Moses and the, 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 the unleashing of the word of God through the Reformation and the printing press and the courage of uh, the missionaries like St. Patrick in Ireland and then in through Scotland and England and the pilgrims self-sacrificing coming across the nation. These are the character. This is the kind of character of the people who established and built our nation. I want to tell you a quick story about uh, the Great Awakening and what came out of that. So there, there was a time where America had lost its passion for God. And there was a preacher named George Whitfield and others who prayed and begged God, like Billy Graham's of their day, who prayed and begged God to send life back into the family of faith and bring revival, much like we're doing together right now. And there was thousands and thousands of people who responded to the spirit of God and the message of the mandates of heaven to turn from our wickedness and selfishness and, and the tyranny of, of big government and big church and turn to simple, humble faith that began to transform our nation in something called the Great Awakening. And, and this is what happened and gave people so much courage and power and character and ability to actually form the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, to fight the War of Independence. The, these are the things that enabled us to become such a great nation. And then predictably, the generation that followed lost their passion of God again. And there were people who were praying around their versions of a campfire for revival again, because they understood that their culture was beginning to deteriorate, just like we see this deteriorating in our culture today. And there was a a pastor named Pastor James McGreedy who prayed for revival, and he saw revival come back again. And there was a couple, in fact, they weren't a couple at the time, they were, they were it was a man and a young woman, uh, Marcus Whitman and Narcissa Prentice, 
And they were both from the New York area, sort of a high society couple of people who were so touched by the desire for revival that they committed themselves wholeheartedly to God and God gave them this great desire to take the mandates from heaven that liberated people in their hearts, in their homes, and in their community and take them to the Native American indigenous peoples in the Northwest. So here they are way out on the East Coast wanting to travel across the country to reach the people in the remotest parts of the country in Oregon and Washington State. And they got married so that they could honor God together as a couple and they took a wagon across the United States, across the Rocky Mountains, and they were literally the first people to do this, to go out to the Oregon area to uh, Canistoga. And Narcissa was potentially the first non-Native American woman to ever cross America, perhaps the first woman ever to cross America at that time. And they did it to start uh, medical missions to reach the indigenous people with the gospel, to bring them healing within their heart and within their home, and to bring them medical treatment to heal them of diseases. And for 11 years, they devoted their lives to serving these people, risked their lives to cross the, na the, the nation and the Rocky Mountains on wagons to reach people that they had never met, trusting God that they would be able to serve them in love. And they paved what we now know as the Oregon Trail. And they did it for the sake of bringing the mandates of heaven, the gospel of grace to these people that they had never met, who they knew had never heard of it. And then Marcus caught wind that the president and the government were going to sell off the Oregon-Washington state area in trade for Nova Scotia to the British. And so he made the perilous trip all the way back across the country to talk to President Warren Harding. And he begged him and said, all I ask is that before you do anything, let me take uh, uh, groups of settlers across the Oregon Trail that we've paved to go out and settle the land of Washington and Oregon. And let us continue to minister to these indigenous people because they're responding. They're, they're becoming members of the family of faith. And it's transforming them in their hearts and in their homes and in their communities. This is not just a barren wilderness out there with savages. These are people that we love and a land that is full of, of, of so much value. You're going to want to keep this within the United States and not sell it off. And the president granted him his wish. And tens of thousands of people began to cross the Oregon Trail out to that area. And listen to what President Harding said. He said of this momentous meeting with Marcus Whitman, Never in the history of the world, he said, has there been a finer example of civilization following Christianity. Do you see that? Christianity and the principles of the family of faith, the mandates of heaven, pave the way. They blaze the trail for civilization. That's what civilization means. It means to do away with pagan ways and to civilize a people. And Harding said the missionaries, that is Marcus and Narcissa, they led under the banner of the cross, the principles of Christianity, 
the mandates of heaven. And the settlers moved close behind under the star-spangled banner of the nation. You see? Christ and his message of self-sacrifice and mercy and people coming to God by faith lead the way and right behind them come people who begin to heavenize the earth by living out the principles of God's word in the Bible, these mandates of heaven, and it becomes a blessing to those who follow them with all of their heart. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And that whole area began to be transformed. Now, very sadly, uh, history tells us that Marcus and Narcissa Whitman were martyred. They were killed when someone had come spreading lies and telling the indigenous peoples that they were actually there to harm them, that they had poisoned them, which was not the case at all, and they died. But history tells the story that God used them faithfully and you look back today and thousands and thousands of indigenous people had come to faith in the God of heaven. They came to know the, the, the true God of heaven, that tens of thousands of people settled out there, that today Oregon and Washington are still part of the United States with all of their resources, including many missionary organizations that send the gospel out to all parts of the world. God used these kinds of people, full of faith and character, to expand what started in New England and in the South and build the greatest nation that the world has ever known. Were they perfect? Of course not. Nobody is. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But these were not a bunch of low-life wild men going into bars abusing women stealing from the indigenous people, raping the land as opportunists for their own gain. No, the pilgrims were the opposite of that. They were families who risked everything to share the mandates of heaven that brought blessing to the ends of the earth and to give their children a chance to have freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of religion, economic freedom and political freedom that you and I enjoy today. 
It was built by people like Marcus and Narcissa Whitman who devoted themselves to God and to people that they never even met and risked everything to bring them the liberating truths of the gospel. And a bunch of other people mixed in there as well, both good and bad, but the fruit of freedom and liberty and blessing that you and I have enjoyed our whole life and that America has enjoyed for 400 years comes from forefathers and foremothers and their descendants who loved God and loved their neighbors, who were in covenant with God, like this book talks about, the American covenant. They, they covenanted with God in sacred partnership and they laid down their lives for others. And if we want to see the same kind of blessing poured out to our children, it is dependent upon us being the same kind of people of faith and character. And sacrificing our time, our resources, and maybe even our lives like they did. Because we've got a, a long-range vision. And we know that God has sacrificed everything so that we could be on the stage of the world at this time and be faithful to play our roles well. So I wanted to encourage you with that story of the, of the Whitmans and remind you that you and I have freedom and blessing because of men and women of faith and character. People who taught their children the truth and didn't bow to ungodly tyrants but did things God's way because they understand like we do that covenant keepers win and covenant breakers lose every time. What will we be in our generation? Will we cave? Will we cower? Will we bend? Will we bow to the, to the, to the fake tiny tyrants who promise blessing, but only deliver tyranny? Or will we stay faithful to God and stand on the promises of the mandates of heaven? I know where I'm going to stand. And I know where you're going to stand. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com. 